Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about The Walking Dead, Dead City premiere, and Fear the Walking Dead midseason finale. Today, we have a special guest co-host joining us, Renee from Undead Walking and co-host of Beauty and the Beast podcast. Hi, Renee. How are you? I am so good. How are you? I'm great. I am so thrilled to have you here. Before we jump into our conversation, I like to start off with a question of the day. Now, we saw on Dead City, Maggie and Negan face some crazy walkers, but they also, and villains, but they also face some cockroaches (laughs) and rats. So the question of the day is, what is more horrifying, the cockroaches or the rats? What do you think? Cockroaches, 100%. There's so many of them. They don't stop crawling. They just keep scurrying. The rats will run away. You know, they're frightened. They go. The cockroaches will just kind of mill about. And as you can see on there, they were crawling all over everyone. And yeah, I think that would be way worse. <laughs> I It's hard for me to choose. It really is. <laughs> I was reading that Jeffrey Dean Morgan read that part in the script and he thought, Oh, no. (laughs) No, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this. So I thought that that was so revealing on on his part. And when I saw that, oh, and I thought, are they going to scream? Are they going to make a noise? But they they didn't (laughs) when they were faced with that. But I actually had a reaction when that rat was coming out of that walker's yeah, mouth, that was... tail. Yeah. Oh, man, that freaked me out. So I think I would say the cockroaches, but I don't know. I had an initial reaction to that rat coming in and out of the that was mouth. Quite a shock. So, yes, for sure. Yeah. Something we hadn't so, seen before. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> friends out there, let us know what you think. What is more horrifying, the cockroaches or the rats? You can leave us a comment on Twitter or Instagram at Screens in Focus. All social media links are on our website at screensinfocus.com. We would love to hear from you. The links are in our show notes. Okay, so before we dive into today's exciting episode of Dead City and Fear the Walking Dead, I did want to mention that Renee and I actually crossed paths through our involvement in the podcasting world and our love of the Walking Dead universe. And I reached out to Renee, and to my delight, she responded, and here we are co-hosting this podcast episode together. Renee, could you please share some of your uh, involvement with the Walking Dead universe and your experiences? Yeah, absolutely. So I was thrilled when you contacted me, because anytime someone wants to talk about the Walking Dead, I'm game. So um I'm one of those people who I didn't start out watching in The Walking Dead from the beginning. I, my son and husband kept saying, you have to check out the show. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. Well, I just kind of, okay, yeah, whatever. It's mid season three. I'm sick. It's New Year's, like over New Year's and I'm sick. And I'm like, I need something to binge. And I'm flipping through. I'm like, oh, I'll try this show that my, they kept telling me to watch. So I have two and a half seasons to, or must have been three and a half seasons. Yeah. I, so I'm watching and I like could not stop watching. And like yeah. over like three days, four days, I watched all of the episodes I could watch <laughs> and I was hooked. And then since then that I've, you know, made a career out of The Walking Dead. I write full time for Undead Walking. I started out as a contributor in 2019, I believe it was. 
And then I did that for a few years and then the editor left. So then that that position came open. So I took over as editor. So now that's what I do. (laughs) And then I, from there, you know, just different connections and people I've met, different things. I'm um, involved with the camp events that takes place in Peachtree City in May. And I, you know, friends with the creators, but then just every year, my involvement in that gets more and more. I'm actually on staff now. I, um, with my podcast host, we actually do the panels um, at the the event and things like that. And then just the community online, like especially Twitter, you just develop such a community with other Walking Dead lovers. And it's just yeah. so much fun. <laughs> and so I meet people like you. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. I was so happy and so thrilled. And so I'm so excited that you're here. And I can't wait to get your insight on all of this because one is a mid-season finale and one mm-hmm. is a premiere. So, so it's just so exciting. <laughs> Exciting. So thank you so much for yes. being here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> of course. So let's start off with the mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. All I see is red. Oh my gosh, so much happened in this episode. Also, I want to mention, I thought it was going to be longer. And I think most people thought it was going to be a longer episode also. There was, because AMC scheduling had it a very long um, on there, if you looked at their schedule, it like went for a very long time, like two hours two or something and a half crazy. Hour. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. But then as I was thinking about that, I thought, wait a minute, Dead City was initially supposed to come after Fear and it was only scheduled yeah. for the regular time. So I thought that had to be a misprint. And then I get the screeners. And so then when I got that, that I, I was able, I, I, mean, I didn't confirm it because we're not supposed to talk about that, you know, so I didn't confirm it until Thursday when it aired on AMC plus. And then I was like, okay, guys, it's regular time because people kept saying they couldn't wait. And I didn't want them to be very disappointed when it was just a normal run. (laughs) I I know I keep saying, Oh my God, it's just going to be this long and so much is going to happen. And so as it was going, as we see it, uh, before our eyes and we see what is happening with everybody and Morgan and, I kept thinking, this almost seems like it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, what's going to happen the next hour? <laughs> we feel <Yeah>. like <laughs> this is a really good um, mid-season finale. And then I kept imagining what was go- going to happen. But anyway, back to yeah. this <laughs> particular episode, mm-hmm. we do see Morgan in this dangerous state of blacking out and clearing, which put everyone in danger. And we saw the end of Shrike and Crane's rule of Padre with Madison emerging as the new leader. And we also see Sherry and Dwight put their son to rest, which I have uh, something to say about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also see Morgan and Mo on a journey to find Wrecking Company. And then we saw an ending with someone wondering, (laughs) yes, you know, Alicia's mechanical arm and those sunglasses. Also, I knew that this episode, not this episode, I knew that Morgan Jones was going to be, you know, his farewell this Mm -hmm. season. Yeah. I didn't realize before watching this that this was his last episode. Mm-hmm. So that hit me afterwards. So <laughs> tell me, what were your thoughts on the finale? So I am, well, I was not thrilled with the finale, because the mid-season finale, because I just feel like, you know, like they had such an opportunity with those red outs that they were doing. We've never seen what Morgan experiences in those red outs. We just hear about it. You know, he was clearing uh, and he was this. I thought, man, they had such an opportunity. They could have shown us through the red, show us what Morgan's doing instead of 
having him wake up and be somewhere else. I don't remember. I don't know what happened. I don't, you know, and we're like, and we yeah. all have to piece it together. So I was very disappointed with that because I thought, wow, you went through all this trouble because that was a lot for production to get those red, you know, and do all that stuff that yeah. they could have done so much more with that. Especially, I just feel like they waste Lenny James a lot because he's such a talented actor. And yes. I feel like sometimes the writing doesn't reflect that for him. And well, a lot of them on fear, but I know. So I was a little disappointed with that part of it for sure. And the whole thing, like where he's calling Rick. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's excited. And then you, the episode ends and seven articles are published where Lenny James is like, I'm done playing Morgan. Right. So what is that? You know, done forever done just in fear done. Yes. You know, I, I don't know. I just had a lot of issues with that. I felt like Dwight and Sherry didn't get the attention that they needed with Finch. I'm like, why didn't we see that? I mean, yeah, it's horrible to watch a child die, but they deserved. I feel like it was a disservice to fans not to see them experience that grief more, you know, more than what they did, just them burying him, you know? And yeah, yeah. they have been on, they, you know, they're crossover characters. We've known them for years and years and all that they've gone through. And I just feel like they really kind of, like, eh, okay, we'll just throw this in. We'll tack it here on the end, you know? And so I felt like they just kind of, you know, didn't get for as much of a deal as they made of them crossing over and like, hey, we have these crossover characters and then give them that. And I, you know, they've got some previews out already for part two. It looks like at least one, they'll, they'll be back a little bit maybe, but I don't know what that means, you know, for them. I don't know. The whole Padre thing to me, it was like, they just kind of wasted it. <laughs> you built they it up did. for a whole season and then... Yeah, so I I had a lot of issues with it. (laughs) I so agree with you on the Padre part. I thought that that just didn't end very well. Shrike's death. I don't know. It was something was totally missing there for me. It just was Mm -hmm. so abrupt. Shrike and Crane are gone. Mm -hmm. I'm glad and I wondered if this would be the end of them. But I don't know that I liked how that ended at all. I, I don't think it was um, that part of it was written very well. The part, oh gosh, uh, Sherry and Dwight. I will say that both times that I watched it, I was crying, crying. I don't know why I was so emotional, but I was. And I think, okay, so I say I don't know why, but I think I know why. <laughs> I feel like the odds are always against them mm-hmm. and they never get this happiness. And I just feel like they are going through this grief that is so immense that they think they need to be a part, that they think it wasn't the sanctuary and that it wasn't Padre, but it is. It mm. is them. It, these people in this world are beating you down, and I get how beaten down they feel, but I think it 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 hurt me for them because I think that they really do love each other, mm. and it's not any anything that they are doing wrong. It's just how life has handed them this. And so it's their environments that they get stuck in, you know, yes. they, they just get a bad rap with that. But I did, I cried too. Like you, I just always thought, Oh, I don't really, these characters are like, whatever to me. But then I was sitting there sobbing as I'm watching yes, that part. I was, and I, I surprised myself. As a mother. As yes. a, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Just, yeah, just, ha- and I was so mad at Shrike for putting Finch in that predicament. I was like, how mm-hmm. did you get away with that? Why aren't they more upset with her about this? Mm-hmm. I They kind of let that go by the wayside yeah. also. It's like, you did this. Yeah, because they were so nice to her at the end. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she did all this. Right. <laughs> if she had not orchestrated 
Finch being bit, then he would. And why would you do that? Because also, okay, wait, I'm going to get too much into this. And I just want to get quick feedback on it. It's like, ow, we're talking about it. Uh, but why would she even put Finch in that situation when it se- appeared back when she was first talking with June, like they had made some leaps and bounds of this working. And it's progress, like, no, yeah. It, yeah, progress. But it was, there was no progress. It was the same way it was, I'm sure, before. So, and that she's just, supposed to be such an advocate for these children. Yes. There she was. I don't want these children to hurt. I don't want the, but I'm going to hurt them. And then I'm going to yeah. put him in this horde and let him fight and die, you know, for these yeah, exactly. ordinance and these supplies I need. Yeah. It was just yes. very weird. And I was excited because I thought she was going to be kind of a formidable opponent here yes. for, you know, she seemed like crane, not so much. He seemed very wimpy and not so, you know, what are hiding behind his little window and all that. But I was really excited because I thought she was going to be someone to come against. Like I would love to like, I was, you know, when she first came on, she seemed very strong and I, I was excited. I thought, man, yes. I'd love to see her like with Daniel or something, you know, some yeah. kind of something happened, but then it just yeah. fell flat. It did. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Can't, I will say also, I did appreciate um, the conversation between Madison and Morgan, her being there for him and just what they said to each other before yeah. he went away. And I just thought that was an important conversation. I loved how she said, I hope I get to see you again, the both of you. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking that he's not going away yet. There's six more yeah. episodes. We're going to see him again. So I thought, oh my gosh, that was <laughs> oh, so yeah. heartfelt. Yeah, that was so heartfelt. <laughs> yes, of course, you're going to see each other again. And and then I, you know, my mind was going, because oh, he's going to mm-hmm. go back to Alexandria, or Hilltop, wherever it is, and, and reunite with some people. And how that how is that going to happen? Wait, I want to bring up also that Dwight said, to Sherry, she says, where, where are you going to go? And he says, I'm going to go back home. Hmm. Yeah, because I wasn't, I'm like, wait a minute, where was his home? Because I don't know where, I don't remember. And I meant to look that up because I saw you had that question. I was going to look it up to see where he originally came from, you know, because they came to the sanctuary. So did he mean home home or did he mean their home? Because remember they, like he, they had their home where they lived at, him and Sherry, because that's where he first went when he was searching for her. So then I oh, thought, true. did he mean home? Yeah. So, but I wanted to look to see, like, did it have, like, sometimes, you know, they'll say, oh, he's from here originally or something like that. I just, yeah, I wondered what he meant by that. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. I thought, well, where, where is that? Mm-hmm. So, hmm. yeah. So that was well, weird. That they was- just left that like that. And there was yeah. something when you were, oh, and one thing about this season too, I feel like, you know, like with them, having him take Grace's body to Eastman Cemetery. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fear the walking dead people don't know who Eastman is. Walking dead people barely remember who Eastman was. He was in one episode and most people didn't even like the episode. You know what I mean? And so I just feel like the creators did a lot of walking dead nostalgia just yes. to try to draw in walking dead viewers. Like, Oh, we're going to mention Rick. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to take him back to Georgia. You know, all these little like things just to kind of reel them in, yeah. but nothing had any meat to it. You know, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm glad Morgan went back to Georgia because I'm glad to hear the end of that story. To, and for him too, because he obviously didn't remember what he did with Dwayne, you know, when he found him up there and that, he was yeah. like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's yes. what I did with him. He didn't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. And so for viewers that are Walking Dead fans, that was really good to, to get closure on that. And like, oh, okay. So, you know, because we were all sure he didn't kill him because he said, 
I think he even, one of his comments, he said, Jenny was and Dwayne is or something like that in that episode in The Walking Dead. So everyone's like, oh yeah, he did not put, you know, Dwayne down. But I, so I like the fact that he got that closure, but I just feel like a lot of it was just lip service kind of stuff for all these Walking Dead fans to kind of reel them in. Oh, we're going to watch you know, Fear because yeah. there's going to be Rick ties and all this stuff. <laughs> and then it kind of just fizzled out. But the whole Eastman thing, I didn't quite understand that because no one remembers who that is. <laughs> you know what's so interesting? When Morgan, when the episode came out, King County, and he went to King County, that Sunday that I watched it, because uh, I watch on the regular schedule. Mm-hmm. That night before, I watched that episode with Eastman uh, by accident. It, it, it uh. was not orchestrated at all. My husband and I are watching, have been watching The Walking Dead for the umpteenth time <laughs> from the beginning. And so every week, wherever, we just watch a couple episodes, a couple episodes. Yeah. So <laughs> we're in season five, five or, or six. six. Yeah, five or six, somewhere yeah. around there. Anyway, I had seen that episode. We watched the episode that night before. And I had recalled that that wasn't actually probably my favorite episode. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, you know what? I really like this episode, like halfway through. So I watch it. And then the next day, I watched the one with Morgan. I thought, oh, my gosh, this was the perfect <laughs> yeah. way to watch it. It really was. So to see, yeah. if people could see these back to back. So in watching this, it did mean something to me because mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. seen it recently. So <laughs> yeah. I, under- I understood the importance yeah. and what what Morgan had gone through in the and mm-hmm. and the journey he had been on. So it was perfect timing for me. Yeah. Uh, so I did appreciate it. should have it. announced that. Watch this episode before yes. you. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, I appreciated that too. And that mm-hmm. he took Grace there to bury her there. And, yeah. And it was funny because I thought it looked familiar. I didn't realize mm-hmm. they were there already. And of course, we see Mo looking different. She has her hair down. She's wearing yeah. regular kid clothes. And I thought that that was just really sweet between them. Mm-hmm. So I, I did love that. Felt like an ending for them. Yeah. Even though I didn't realize it really was until a few minutes later. But <laughs> yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. And of course, I love that he called Rick on the walkie-talkie because that was full circle for him. That was where he yeah, started. Exactly. This is where he's ending. So I think just for Morgan, his character... I think that that this all worked just for him. Yeah, it was a good ending for Morgan. Yeah, yeah. but where is everybody else? <laughs> That's uh, I, I was really disappointed with that not seeing. Yeah, and I really thought that this episode, and also because I thought there was going to be, it, I thought it was going to be yeah longer. more longer. I thought we were going to at least see other people somehow. Yeah, but we didn't. Did you watch the um, called Show Me More? They have that. Uh, there's a the series called Show Me More that uh, the gal she's called Clark Wolf is the host for it, and so they do them like at the end. Let him they do a mid season, or they do them at the end of a season, and then show kind of recap what has gone on in this season. So they they already put out the Fear of the Walking Dead Part One Season Eight out. At the end of that, they do a lot of like not a lot, but at the very end of it, they do have some little clips and pieces and things. And for part two, so you do see Strand, you see Luciana, you see, um, you know, they're, they're together, they're Madison and Strand, you know, and, and Daniel. And I, if I remember, they're pretty, you know, it's very quick how it all is. I'm pretty sure I saw at least Sherry, but I'm pretty sure Dwight was in something too. So I think we'll at least see some of them if, you know, um, so it, it you know, we're, we're going to see them coming up, but 
Yeah. I mean, of course, that was very vague and it's all clips that you have yes. no idea if they're pieced together. You know how they, they you right. know, it's all just all over the place. But at least we know they're coming for this part. But it's, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, to me, it's like, I liked how The Walking Dead had everybody together, you know, at the end. Right. They had them yeah. all, you know, then this kind of thing, you know. So it won't be like that. I mean, you know, we're not going to probably see Morgan or Mo, And we don't, yeah, and we haven't heard from Sarah and Wendell and right. uh, Rabbi Jacob. And we haven't heard yes. from, I'm trying to think of who else. There. Charlie, did Charlie survive? Did she die? I mean, so I did an interview with her and she, her, her, I said, I have to ask. And she's like, oh, and you know, I have to answer because I appreciate the effort, but you have to watch season eight. <laughs> so she, yeah, she of course could say nothing, but, <sighs> um, but it was a great interview with her. She had wonderful answers. If Yeah, I'll have to share it with you. It was really good. But um, yeah, so I'm hoping, I mean, I doubt she survived. I can't imagine how, but I hope that we hear her story or something right. besides Daniel exactly. just saying, oh, I wasn't there. You know, I'm like, that's yeah. not enough because she's been on the series since season four, three, four, four. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, she deserves more than just Daniel's quick mention. So hopefully. exactly, Or yeah. if. It was the end of her being on Fear the Walking Dead. It should have, we should have seen that in seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, give people what they're due. Yeah. These characters yeah. that have been on for so long. Yeah. I don't know. But okay. So the very last thing before we move on yes. is who <laughs> is the mystery person? I, so I wrote an article today and I said, who is it? <laughs> because <laughs> I'm I have just, to go check that out. Make yeah. sure everyone listening to go check out that article. <laughs> So but, I'm fr- uh, I'm very frustrated because all of the chatter. Have you read the chatter online about some who it of is? it? Tell me. Yes, of course. So one they think it's person. Troy. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Troy. He she bashed him in the head with a hammer at least twice and threw him down the river when the dam exploded. How did he survive that? I I I I in my first article that I wrote, I was like, if it's Troy, I am done watching this series. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I don't know how they make that happen. Then I've seen people say that, oh, it could be Althea because we haven't seen her. But That's to me, I that, I mean, like, you can kind of see the blonde, like, when somebody yeah. bends down, he's got long blonde hair kind of hanging down. And the hands do look very feminine, but yes. some guys have smaller hands. Yes. I, you know, I suppose. <laughs> Um, so, but Althea, you know, I was like, but she's always had dark hair, but I'm like, she's been on the run from the CRM. She could have dyed her hair to to conceal her identity. But again, she wasn't at the dam and that map definitely shows from the dam through Texas down to the Gulf. (sighs) So that kind of through that, but here's the one I read today. And I was like, very excited about Proctor John. I read that too. I was like, interesting, because we don't know his fate after the the dam exploded. He's got long hair. I don't know that his hands were that small or anything, but he would have a vendetta against the Clarks for sure. I mean, he would be one of those people that would be, and he would be one who would go out and seek that. So I was very excited about that prospect because I would love to see him come back. So yeah. that was my most exciting one. But if it's Troy, I am so mad. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally agree with everything that you just said. I thought my initial thought was, was it Al? But Al's great. But yeah. I just don't know that that would bring the excitement needed mm-hmm. unless she has something to share. And why would she yeah. be she left on good terms with everybody. So yeah, they saw. Okay, so Dan Daniel Sharman, who plays 
who played Troy, was seen on set. Okay, so that's where all these rumors are coming from. Uh, but that could be a backstory. She could be having more, you know, Madison could have, be having a flashback or who knows. Or they could have just said, hey, come on set. We're going to start getting people talking. We're going to put this hammer in this last scene because everyone's going to be, that's the hammer, you know. <laughs> and, you know, and then they have they have strand sunglasses, which is odd. Like, why is he, you know, like that? Yeah, and then the hammer. Yeah. And then, you know, Alicia's arm, for crying out loud, that's not boding well for her to have someone have her arm, you know. Right. And yeah, so I feel like I almost feel like the, the Troy thing is too obvious because he has the hammer. Everybody wants it to be Troy because he was awesome. He was such a great character. I mean, he was a great, you know, bad guy and he was, you know, everything. So sure, it would be wonderful to have the character back, but it's just how do you do that? I mean, I don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I went back and rewatched the, the clip in the episode because I was like, okay, I got to see this again. And she bashes him, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, I, don't, I mean, it's exciting. I'm positive it's somebody we know because why would they introduce? I mean, no, I guess I would think that. I mean, and I mean, they have to be somebody we know to have those those ties and those specific things. And then that map with those spots. I, I just feel. So I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. And I love this whole thought process. I'm with you. Maybe it is Proctor. So yeah, that would be, that would probably be the best. I, I think it'd be exciting. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a great actor. I love seeing him in things and he always plays right. such a, he's such, does he always play such good characters, you know, and things. Yeah. It'd be fun to have him back. I think he'd be a good, a good one, but I guess, you know, we'll have to wait till the fall to find out. Exactly. Exactly. But just, I hope it's not Troy. (laughs) Yeah, true. I agree. So we'll see. Well, that's our wrap up on Fear the Walking Dead. Let's get to the premiere of The Walking Dead, Dead City. I've been so excited. I heard such positive reviews on the series, such anticipation. I think everybody is just so excited. You know, and here we have these two characters from The Walking Dead, Negan and Maggie, who have this complicated history, to say the least. And in The Walking Dead finale, we saw a crucial scene between them. Negan's heartfelt apology and Maggie's response. I would love to know your thoughts on that because surely it plays into the impact, you know, leading up to Dead City. What did you think about that? How they ended it? So I think it was, it was the words she needed to hear. You know, she had longed to hear those words. I think she needed to hear those words, but I don't think they had the impact she was hoping they would. I think that once she heard them, it was like, oh, that was it. That didn't do it for me, you know, and she tells him as much in that conversation they have. And I think that that was just something no one should ever have to go through. And, you know, like she said, every time she looks at Negan, all she, she can't think of Glenn and a happy moment. She can't think of Glenn before any of that. That's the moment in time that's frozen for her. Right. And it's horrible, you know, and every time she looks at Negan or thinks of Glenn, that's the thought that goes in her brain. And, you know, she did at least, you know, acknowledge that he saved Herschel and he, she was very appreciative of that. Like, thank you for saving my son, but this is still there. Right. And I think at that point, Negan realized I got to get out of here because it's only a matter of time before she snaps and kills me, you know, and that's when he takes Annie and goes off and does his own thing. Yeah. And I just think that it's it's very crucial in their relationship because regardless of what comes after that, it's it's always going to be there in between that tension and it's just always going to be there. Yeah. 
I was really happy with that scene in the finale. Mm -hmm. I think that for Negan's part, he needed to say it because he Mm -hmm. finally, it was his realization of realizing what he had done because he was put in the same position. And so I think that he needed to do it, but I was really happy with Maggie's response because if she had said, Mm -hmm. okay, let's move on. Yeah. It would have been, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) No. (laughs) So I think that it was perfect that Mm -hmm. he is, you know, seeking this redemption and apologizing and he's doing everything he can. It is heartfelt Mm -hmm. how he feels. I believe that he is sorry, but also this happened to Maggie and, her husband and we all saw it and you know glenn is so beloved he's one of my favorite characters uh so i just thought it was perfect i thought it was perfect Mm -hmm. because we saw this apology but maggie could only hear it hear what he had to say but it it wasn't going to help her Mm -hmm. in moving well it did help her moving forward but it wasn't going to change her mind as I guess what right. I want to say. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely something that needed to be done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For both of them, like you said, she needed to hear it. He needed to say it. And it probably didn't hit him until he was on the receiving end of that, right. begging right. for his wife's life and child, yeah. you know? Yeah. So my thought is, and I've said this before, that people kill people to survive in this whole apocalypse. But the way Negan killed Glenn is the thing that's basically irredeemable. It's the way you did it in front of who you did it and, you know, how that came out. Mm -hmm. Something that I can understand Maggie not getting over. It wasn't like, oh, he died over there or he got shot Mm -hmm. from a distance. That would have been a little bit different, I think, Mm -hmm. to um, comprehend and take in. Well, let me, I'm going to reverse this quick and ask you a question then. Okay. So Negan did this. Negan did this because Rick's group killed his people in their sleep. So it's not really different. <laughs> I mean, they attacked that satellite. You know, I do, we always talk about this on our yeah. podcast because yes. it's like, yes, if I you were, if, if Negan was your hero, if you're, you're getting, instead of Rick, if we're hearing Negan's story and Negan is our hero, Rick's the villain. And so, you know, is it, you know, it's just one of those things where absolutely I, it's horrible <laughs> what Negan did. I, you know, but it's just, one of those things where, you know, as he tells Maggie in season 11, he's like, I, I did this because you guys killed my people in their sleep. Yes. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I don't remember how many they killed at that satellite, but they killed a lot of people at that satellite. And then he killed two of theirs. And so, you know, he was doing kind of tit for tat kind of thing, <laughs> you know, but as us fans of Glenn, of Abraham, of Rick's group, we're of right. course going to be symp- right. more sympathetic. Yeah. But you know, that, you know, just, I just love that interaction with Negan and Maggie in that scene in season 11, because he's like, if I had to do it over, I'd kill all of you. You know, I I'm like, know. He, I heard him say it that. Gotten rid of yes. all of, yes. gotten rid of all of his headaches at that time. And, and you know, so anyway, I just always like to, you know what I mean? It's just kind of devil's advocate kind of thing. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I understand that, but I, I, I'm still on the, the, the fence over here just because it was the manner in which it was done and doing it in front of his oh, pregnant sure, yeah. wife. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why I said, if you had shot 
Glenn and Abraham from a distance because they mm-hmm. were, you know, they did it. I'm I'm not going to accept it, but what I'm saying is I guess I could understand it from mm-hmm. that standpoint. Yeah, I know, the fact yeah. that you did something so vicious. Yeah. And uh, seemed so to relish in it also. <laughs> yes, exactly. He did because he was taunting her because she even says, you know, you taunted us when you said it. It wasn't like you just yeah. did it. You were relishing in it. We could talk about that. <laughs> we could have a full episode on that. That's another episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. So let's move on to the actual premiere. All right. So I just absolutely love the feel and the setting of Dead City. We see Maggie scoping out New York City. She's attacked by this walker and she begins her search for Negan. Upon finding him, we learned that her camp was raided by a group led by the Croat. They took little Herschel. And so Maggie enlists Negan's help because of his connection to Croat. So there is tension and conflict. You know, it arises as they work together to rescue little Herschel, including that from the Marshal of New Babylon. So tell me your overall impression of the episode. So the first time I watched it, I just sat and watched because I was so ready to take this and I'd been so excited for this episode. I think, you know, being the first direct spinoff, it's just been so exciting because we know these characters. And so it's like, you know, before we have fear and then world beyond and everything else, we just get introduced to these new people. And it was great also, but it was like, okay, we know these guys, what's going to happen. But I loved when like, one, one part that really stood out to me, well, like when, when she killed the walker, all I thought of was Glenn. I was like, oh my gosh, this was like, you know, that head, she's bashing in his head. And that was the first thing I thought was Glenn. Yes. And then I, I loved when she was driving the blue truck and it just, that felt so walking dead to me, you know, yeah. she's going through the, you know, the wooded area. Yes. And then that blue truck reminded me of season two on Herschel's farm. They had that blue truck. And so yeah. there was so much familiarity there at that part and then they get to the Hudson and start crossing over and you're like okay this is not the walking dead anymore but it was so amazing you know you see those walkers in the river and then you get into Manhattan it was yeah it was just so yeah it was better than I'd hoped for and I had high hopes for this and so overall I was completely pleased with the, the episode um I was really shocked at how hardened Maggie has it seems since we last saw her. Um, I don't understand like what happened at Hilltop because it seemed to be thriving after that one year time jump. I, they seem, you know, like I don't think it of course was rebuilt cause it had been burnt, you know, and everything, yeah. but you know, they, it seemed like it was better at that one year time jump. So I thought, Oh, okay. Things are, you know, but then something else has happened in the meantime. Now she's at this place. I think it's called the bricks. I read somewhere it's called the bricks where they're at. And so what happened there, you know, and why she's at this new place. Um, so I hope we get a history on that, you know, and things. Right. Yeah. But yeah, overall, completely pleased with it. <laughs> Very excited to see what comes next. <laughs> yes, I know. I loved it so much for all the same reasons that you had mentioned. I loved how it started in this town. There was something just really appealing to me about that because they were rebuilding. I felt it was um a little bit... Uh, small town western feel about it. Yeah. And the fact that they have this bar, that they have these patrons outside. These patrons were looking looking to me like they were looking for a good time. I thought, yeah. Hmm, they started they started this up again. <laughs> Some of the characters I noticed on the, you know, like IMDb were the prostitute. So yeah, yes. They- <laughs> yes. So I thought, oh, that is interesting. And yeah. the fact that they have law, 
law and order, whether it's done correctly or not. But it, it reminded me of that Western feel, right? Depending on mm-hmm. who the marshal is, they get to dictate what's yeah. happening in the town. So all of that, I loved that feel. So, but you also get that. And like you said, but then they cross over to New York and now you have this <laughs> city feel, even though, yes, it's a post-apocalyptic, but still you still have the buildings and everything that was there. So I just love the feel of all of that because it's a new mm-hmm. environment. So I thought that that was yeah. so exciting. Yeah, it was just great. So tell me what your thoughts are on Maggie and Negan, how they are now, because you said, yeah, Maggie was hardened. And we see Negan kind of in a different space with a new character. But of course, their friction is still there. Uh, So what do you think about them and their relationship in this first episode? Well, I think it's what you would expect, you know, like they, you know, there was, you know, there's never been, you know, very closeness between the two of them, you know, and I think, you know, she was being pretty rough with until she, till she realized he had Jenny with him. And then she was like, Oh, wait a minute. I think she, two things. I think she thought, Oh, wait, there's a child here. I need to watch what I'm doing. But number two, Oh, here's my key to getting Negan to do what I want. He's got this kid he needs help with. That's how I'm getting him to help me. Cause I can, I can provide protection and, and safety for her. So, you know, it was kind of a twofold thing there, but I think, yeah, I mean, it's about what I expected. I mean, we had seen, you know, this, the, the image of her holding the knife to his neck had been released way, way. I mean, that was way early when that image was released. So you're like, okay, this isn't starting off, you know, like all sunshine and roses here, you know, it's going to be a little, you know, something. So, you know, and I, I love that Negan has, I mean, like, yeah, he's, he's in a different headspace, but he's also still Negan, you know, Yeah, (laughs) he's just, yeah, he's like looking at that, you know, I loved it when he was looking at the wanted poster and he's like, well, I look pretty good for a wanted man, you know, just getting it up, you know, the whole time. And he knew right away that she was looking for him for a reason. He's like, how do I fit into this Maggie? She wasn't just looking for him because she cared. (laughs) She had a reason and it didn't take him long to figure out either. As soon as she said something, he's like, oh, they took your kid, you know? And so I wasn't real surprised at the tension between them because I kind of expected it to be that way just from those first images and things that were released and, and interviews they had done. They're like, don't expect this to be, you know, a buddy comedy or anything like that. You right. Know? So I was surprised uh, when we saw them in the truck together. I think they were waking up or I, I can't recall exactly, but I do recall that Maggie was having the visions of. Glenn and what had happened to him. And I was shocked that those were in this uh, premiere, but because I didn't like him, I f- it made me feel so uncomfortable. I That's probably my least watch episode because I can't watch it. It's just mm-hmm. so um, gruesome and it, it pains me. So it's hard for me to watch it. And they, ca- they showed a lot. <laughs> I'm like, why are they showing this again? And I kept trying to kind of cover my face. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I think it was so important because if anyone is new, they have to know the backstory. Mm -hmm. And also it does remind you of Maggie's headspace and where she's at. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that was um, very smart for them to put that in there. So I'm not a reactional TV watcher. I kind of just sit and watch and I'm, I, (laughs) I, jumped back in my chair and I, I out loud said, what are they doing? <laughs> like the, the creators, I, in my brain, I'm like, why are they showing this? I have never watched that episode twice. Never. I watched yeah. it once 
never watched it again. And so to see those, I the same way, I'm like, it's just not stopping. It's just, they just keep doing it. It was, yeah. yeah. But, but like you said, I think it was necessary, but it was a total shock. But again, I think I just feel like I've had such a bad experience with fear of the walking dead this season and the writing and just how it was. And then to come to this, it's just been so refreshing. It's like, now this is what it should be like. The writing is good. The acting is good. The filming is wonderful. Everything is so good, you know? And I know like a lot of people were not real happy with the ending and with the walking dead and just the last seasons or whatever. I've always liked the walking dead. Even was bad. It was still good kind of thing. Yeah. But this is (laughs) just really good. (laughs) You know, it's, and I think, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen are their executive producers on yeah, this. It's, I was going to say, and, that. and I, in one of the interviews, they said they they didn't expect this to be a, a new step for them. You know, like oh that oh we were doing acting and now we're going to do this. They neither one of them really kind of thought about it, but when it was presented, like yeah, let's do this. And so I think it's good that they're getting their input into this because they. They've lived these characters for how long? They know what the fan and they pay attention to what the fans. I don't know that the creators always do, right? But the actors do. They listen and they see the stuff, you know. Especially Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he is so. um, I mean, he is constantly on social media talking to his fans. Right? You know, he's reading stuff. You know, I mean, he shared my articles before. He read. You know, they read this stuff. They see. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. My best is when Norman Reedus shares something I wrote. That's my favorite. But, but you know what I mean? It's just one of those things where I just feel like this, everything about this is just so good, you know? And so that having Glenn and I just, that those scenes, as much as it was awful, it was necessary, like you said. Yeah. When Negan was about to throw that junior marshal over the boat and he says something like, I think this. And she says, well, it doesn't matter what you think. And he's basically like, you know, you've been giving me shit this whole time and I haven't taken it and I'm tired of taking it. I thought we put this to rest. And he says, I realized with Herschel uh, being kidnapped, all these feelings are coming out. But um, basically, let me ask you a question. You know, how many uh, husbands and fathers have you killed? But then she comes back because I think, oh, my God, he said a lot to her, right? Because he had enough of her telling him all these things. And then she says, what you did can never be put to bed, which Mm -hmm. I thought was a great comeback. So here we go with the great writing again. And the great performances they are both so good at these characters and what they do. I I noticed a lot of Maggie's nuances that I thought, man, she's really good. She really knows this character of hers. Mm -hmm. They both do. They both do. Yeah. But um, they play so well together. The chemistry uh, that goes like, yeah, that's yeah. Their chemistry together is, is just so good. And that's what, that's one of the reasons Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he was ready to be done with Negan. And then they presented this to him and he was like in New York and he was like, okay, I like that. And then with Lauren, he was like, I love working with her. And so that, you know, that was what made him like, okay, I'll do this, you know, kind of thing. But they're so good together. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a really smart choice for them to put these two together because of what has happened and people are mm-hmm. interested. Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah, and exactly. That is what we are learning because we're all human. And I'm going to get into something in a, in a, in a few minutes, but right now yeah. um, I also wanted to bring up about Negan's legacy because the marshal talks about it 
at the bar, which I thought was so interesting because we saw it, we experienced it when it happened, but now it's like a legacy. It's a story that happened. And I found that so interesting that they put it in there Mm -hmm. because it's something that's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Something struck me about that. Yeah, me too. Like it was like you said, it was like his he's lived in infamy for this. Like this guy, you watch out for him because this is the kind of person he you know, he does these things, you know. And so yeah, it was yeah, it was interesting that they added that. I I like seeing that. And kind of what I wanted to say um in this is that I wondered about Ginny and him watching over her and how that is impacting Maggie because she sees him being a caretaker. And it's hard when you see someone that you don't like, you don't want to like, (laughs) but they are being good or being nurturing or being Mm -hmm. protective of this other person. So, And that's a side to see Maggie. We've all seen that. He's done it with Judith. He did it with Carl. He did, you know, Lydia, you know, he's done this, but Maggie has been gone. She has not seen that side of him. Right. So for us, it's like, oh, yeah, he's taking care of another kid, you know, but for her, it is a very, yeah, Yeah. this is, you know, like, what's happening here? What's his game? Why, you know, like, I'm sure she's questioning, you know, what's in it for him kind of thing. Yeah. But he's always had an affinity for kids. Always. Oh, absolutely. He he won't hurt kids. And I loved how, yes, Maggie's hardened, but she's very tough, too. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. I love that knife in her boot. And that was cool. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm like, I want that. This ever happens, I got to figure out a boot and how to make that happen. So yeah, no yeah. kidding. Oh, and quick bit of trivia. I don't know if you know this. Um, the bar owner, um, the gal with the curly hair. I that's I Michelle do. Heard. I know. Yes, that's Garrett Dillahunt's wife. Yeah. Yes. So that was cool. I, as soon as I saw her, I was like, how did they keep this under wraps? Because I had, of course, watched it early. And so I was like, oh, I can't believe they've kept this quiet because you True. think as soon as somebody, yeah, they knew that they would have put that out there. So that was really cool. I thought that was awesome, even though she didn't last long, but it was just neat to have I her. Know. You know, I thought the same <laughs> thing. Well, when I saw her in the background, because she has the coolest hair, I, got, I know. I'm like, oh my God, that's her in the background. <laughs> I told my husband. <laughs> it's her hair. You just, yes, yeah. I know. I love it. They had their anniversary recently. Like their I saw 27th that. anniversary. And he called her Goldie. And I thought that was adorable. <laughs> I saw that. They're so cute. They are. John Dory was one of my favorite characters in Fear. Yeah, he was Dead. so good. I yes. was like devastated. <laughs> when, when you know, his part came about. I interviewed him shortly after that. You did? I, I did. And he, yeah, he was just done. It wasn't any I bad, know. you know, it was, you know, I he was ready that. to move on to new things. And yeah, so everybody was very mad about it and angry and stuff, but it was his choice. He was ready, yes. you know, and so it was, you know, it was sad because I, yeah, he was one of my favorites. I loved it. I mean, when he first came out, I was like, okay, now I can like this show because yes, this guy's great. He's you know? amazing. <laughs> yes, he's so good at John Dory. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. So what about the other characters that we saw that were introduced in this uh, episode? What'd you think about them? Yeah, like Pearly. I'm really, I think I'm going to really like him. So he, I feel like he, <clears throat> I think he's going to be like a good guy. You know, like I think, you know, sure he's after Negan because he's, they got their laws, they got their rules, you know, Negan's saying it's one story. He's saying it's another. 
we don't, you know, whatever. I'm sure eventually this, you know, truth will probably come out or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, he's just doing his job. You know, he's a family man. He's got his wife and kids and he, he wants to provide for them and do, and he wants to do his job well so that he can provide, you know, kind of thing. I think he's, yeah. you know, just of that. Um, so I, I feel like there'll be some kind of, you know, I mean, he has an address, got a you know, right. family or something he's looking for right. in New York. I feel like somehow he'll maybe he'll team up with them or maybe he's maybe he's even had some uh, dealings with the Croat before. I feel like there'll be some kind of alliance with Maggie and Negan and him just because I don't think he's a villain. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I initially really liked him, too. I thought, oh, there's something about him that mm-hmm. I like. And of course, it's the actors just shining through in these performances. Yeah. yeah. So I really liked him and I was feeling everything that you had just said. But then I wondered because he was so good at getting people to divulge or come, you know, come his way. I don't yeah. know. There's just something that he's really good at playing this part, but then he gets you like just. How he did that with, uh, what, what was her role? She wasn't a bartender. Bar, bar owner was her name. Oh, she was the bar owner. Yep. Bar owner. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he just throws her to the yeah. walkers with, and he tells, I call him the kid, that junior marshal. Yeah. Jano, oh, I think his name is Jano, but oh, I had to do it. I thought, okay, you had to do it. But then he talks about what he's going to do to Negan when he catches them. Yeah. And then we see what he does to Jano. So Mm -hmm. I can't quite figure him out, which I think is a good thing. So it's like, are you – and the part about his family – talking when he walked through that dry cleaners and was telling Maggie, mm-hmm. oh, I have a family, I have this, I have that. I'm like, man, you're a good talker, which remind me a little bit of Coleman Domingo, right? A little bit mm-hmm. of that yeah. type yep. of person. Are you just saying this or do you really? Because if you're somebody like this and you're telling somebody, I have a wife, I have three kids, what if they come back to use that? against you. You don't know who this person you're talking to. Are you really going to divulge this information? So I wondered, I really do wonder if he really does have that family. I thought initially, oh, I think he's going to be an ally, but I'm still on the fence. Mm -hmm. But I think the part where you said, you know, he read that um, piece of paper he had where he has family in New York City, that made me teeter one way because I thought, Okay, this is a guy who cares about somebody who who values humans, maybe his own only his own humans, but he still values humans. So mm-hmm. he could very well become their ally. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that he will, because I do like him as a character. But I think I have to see more of him before I really yeah, uh, sure, yeah. before I really know about him. Because with a uh, Croat, he doesn't seem like he cares. Uh, like. He's just kind of crazy, (laughs) villainous guy. Whatever. Yeah. So what did you think about him? Oh, I was so excited. So, um, I, I got to, I got to interview him and Gaius and then the the girl plays Ginny and it was kind of a, it was a round table kind of thing. So there were several of us there. So it wasn't, yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun, but, um, he, yeah, he was talking about how very influenced and Negan and his showmanship that that's, you know, kind of thing and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I think he is primeval. You know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan said in interviews that he 
the Croat has taken evil even further than Negan ever would have thought to do. So that's intriguing to me. You know, I think it was really interesting how he was talking about how, you know, he's known where Negan has been for a while because he says to Herschel, have you met the man who killed your father? He's lived among your mother's people for a long time. Mm -hmm. He's been watching him. He knows this. And did you notice his ear is messed yes, up? Yes, I did the second time. And so I'm wondering if Negan melted him like Dwight. Like Dwight? <laughs> yes, I thought the same thing. I'm so glad you brought that up. Like, well, because I was watching on my computer screen, but I'm, it's it's a it's a big screen, but it's I was I'm close right here, and I was like, I'm like stop, <laughs> and I'm like looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think he got Dwighted, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Dwighted. So I'm excited to hear some. <laughs> But yeah, so I saw that. And I was like, wait, is that what I'm, am I seeing there? Because it was very dark. But yeah, so that was kind of interesting. And then, oh, in one of the trailers. So did you see Ozark? Yes. So you know Lisa Emery who played Darlene Snell? Oh, I saw that. Oh, my she gosh. Is, she is in league with the Croat. And I cannot wait because she is. The best she bad is. gal you could. She is. <laughs> so I, I, I'm hoping that she is, yeah, channeling her inner darling Snell to do this character. <laughs> I can't oh, wait to meet her on this series. I when, they, when she first popped up, I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm excited to see those two together and their dynamic. Me but, too. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the Crow, I'm very impressed so far. You know, it'll be fun to see what else, you know, he's got going on, but picking on this little kid. So it's kind of hard to tell how intimidating he is because you know, poor little Herschel, you know, I <laughs> but know. you know, <laughs> you feel so bad for him. <laughs> was he ready yeah, to torture I, him or was he trying to scare him? I was wondering, I, I'm like, why are you going to torture just, him? I don't know. Cause he was, he was pretty mean to that guy with the zip line, man. He I didn't know. hesitate. I know. Oh, and that's another thing. I was so disappointed. So in the trailer, when that guy is running, everyone thought that was a variant walker because the way he was down on all fours and kind of walked, ran oh. across the thing. So many people thought that was a variant. And it's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just some human so, that was tortured in a prison. <laughs> It just <laughs> fell 20 stories or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> so, and yeah. He, but no, I thought, yeah, I thought he was good. So I was excited. Ask the, the, his secondhand man, wherever just holds out his hand. He happens to have pliers or whatever you, to cut the <laughs> wire. Come on. Yeah. Just carry those around. Yeah, just carry and it was that, that easy to cut that thick wire. I'm like, how sharp are those things? <laughs> Pretty handy. Should have been a little things. harder. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Right. Did you, so, what did you think of him? Yeah. No, I thought he was. I thought he was great. And like you said, I noticed that his um, his ear was messed up. And it was funny because at first it was a shadow, and I'm like, oh, I kind of yeah. sat up and had to check that out. But it'll just be interesting how you know Negan and his relationship because they were together at one point, and then what would make him, unless they left him for dead. Unless Negan left him for dead somewhere and he, and yeah, that, it would have possibly. to be, right? Because, because we didn't see him. I mean, like, you know, we never saw him since we've known Negan. Right. So much is happening in all of this and there's so many possibilities. And so I, do you have thoughts on the outcomes and the potential impact of the overall story arc on this? No, you know, somebody else had asked me that. And I'm like, I just don't know where this is going. You know, people, you know, they're like, you know, 
obviously, you know, you hope Herschel gets rescued. You know, someone was like, oh, I bet Herschel dies. Like, they're not going to kill Herschel. Yeah. You know, they won't do that no. to Maggie, right? No. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to kill no. him. But yeah, I just, you know, I mean, I, you know, obviously the main thing will be to take out the Croat. I don't know how big his group is. You know, they are going to find, you know, we saw some other people that are going to be allies with them at some point. So right. again, we don't know how many of them, you know, there are right. to know whatever, you know, so it's, yeah, I just, I don't know where this is going. I, I'm really curious to see, you know, besides rescuing him, you know, there's got to be some big altercation with the Negan and the Croat. Obviously there's going to be something there, yeah. which Jeffrey Dean Morgan had alluded at one time to something about Negan and his old behaviors. So I wonder if the Croat is going to bring out some of his old Negan, you know, like they team up again. I don't know, you know, what happens, but he's, you know, he said something about Negan reverting to some of his old behavior. So it'll be interesting to see how far he goes and what that means. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like an end game for this story. I I just, I don't even know what to think is going to happen because I mean, we got Maggie's new community. So I don't know what's happening there. You got new Babylon, which is another community and their marshals and their law and their whatever, which I think is separate from Maggie's group is what, the way I'm getting this there, you know, cause she was trying to keep, you know, Negan away from that and everything. So they're separate. And then you have all this going on in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just very difficult to know. Exactly. I, I just don't have a guess. <laughs> well, and also it's, we're in unfamiliar territory. We haven't been here. Mm-hmm. So I think if it had been in the walking dead or fear the walking dead, we can, at least a little bit gauge mm-hmm. what can happen depending on their environment. But this is also brand new, brand new people, except for the two that mm-hmm. we know. So all we can really guess is the people that we know, I think. And for mm-hmm. me, thinking about it, and I had mentioned this earlier about Negan and Maggie and how their story arc will move forward. And I can't help but think that Unless something happens and Negan does his old ways, that Maggie's has to soften in some way her feeling toward him because it's easier to vilify people that you aren't around and that you don't see. But when you see them and they are helping you, how do you continue to hate them or despise yeah. them? And I think she had said, in the Walking Dead finale, she had said to him, I don't want my son to see me carrying this mm-hmm. basically hate that I have, Yeah, it, that it rules my life. I want him to know that there's more than that. So it makes me wonder about the shift maybe in how she might see him as a person. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll see him more as a person. Because, And also, this is really little, but it's it's still there when they were walking around when they first got there. And he says, Maggie, hold up or whatever. She stops. He's all, that's a trap. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's protecting her. He's telling her not to get caught. So when people are doing that for you, you can't help but, but be impacted by that. So I keep thinking that, um, just being around him, it's, it's going to shift her perspective on him and also, you know, his perspective on her also, I think. It'll be interesting to see how they progress with each other. And made me wonder about the marshal and his sort of fixation on Negan, that he's willing even to go to New York 
to capture him. So it just makes me wonder his motives. Like, why is he so dead set? Why is it so important for him to get Negan? And I just think something will come out about that. Because, of course, mm-hmm. yeah, you have a job and you're trying to do it, but why? Why are you willing to mm-hmm. cross over into New York to find him and bring him back? And you're willing to lose that other marshal and the junior marshal. Like, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. to you. You want to do this. Plus, he's there to find whoever he needs to find there. But anyway, I'm just very intrigued and very intrigued yeah. by these people. And, There's so many pieces. Yeah. And also <laughs> that group of people that we are just seeing little glimpses of. I'm sure they will be allies, but we didn't that we saw that one lady kind of with wild hair. Um, and she blew the blew the match. Yeah. Mm, I can't wait. And I think, yeah, on the trailer, I think there was something like, oh, you want to find him or something in there, like we can help you with that. So I feel like they will be allies because I think they they said something to Maggie, or it looked like they were talking to Maggie and Negan about helping them with something, or they will find some people there. And then one thing we didn't even touch on was where is Annie and the baby? And he totally, yes. when she asked him that, he totally ignored it. Obviously, something's happened, or he'd be with them. Right. <laughs> but what, you know, what happened? So, yeah, because even after the one year time jump, she would have had that baby would have been born by then. And, you know, in, in The Walking Dead, and we yeah. never. They didn't say anything. So, yeah, I would like to know that yes, story. Yes, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't tell us at all. Yeah. Okay, so there are six episodes, right? Yes. Okay. But they're saying they were supposed to start filming the second season at the end of the year. But with the writer's strike, I don't know when that will happen now. So right. True. And Lauren Cohen, she's ready to do five seasons, she said. <laughs> so I told her. <laughs> so she had a lot of fun. That's good. Good to yeah. know. So at least we know that there'll be a, hopefully at least a season two. But um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Do you have any predictions, any theories, anything else you want to bring up? The, oh, you had said something about that. I thought I read about like the shipping of yeah, Megan uh-huh. and Maggie. I hate that Me so too. bad. Me too. <laughs> And I understand it's the chemistry between them because they, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen are so good together, but come on people. Yeah. <laughs> we don't always have to ship people. We, right. It's just, you know, right. <laughs> so yeah, I just think it's ridiculous, but yeah, it's, it is a joke on our podcast. We always joke about it. They talk about the hate bang and everything that is going to happen, you know? And <laughs> Gosh, I know. Cause I saw it out there and I thought it better not happen. I think I've been, responded to Twitter. I'm like, okay, ha ha, <laughs> cute, but no, <laughs> no, no, I don't no. think so. Just silly. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. For me, I'm just looking forward to this whole new landscape. I think <laughs> I heard on the trailer something about the arena. And of course, we're going to yeah. see some tunnels. And I just think there's so much more to explore. I think it's, um, it's a really good environment. I think Herschel, I just want to say really quickly, Herschel was such a brave kid. So I like that about him. I like he's a little bit, we don't know too much about him, but I like him. Mm -hmm. He's tied up right now. So we'll see what he can do when he's not tied up because I'm sure his mother must have shown him some skills. So we'll have to to see. Yeah, I'm sure he's got some skills. He's got it. (laughs) And also Ginny, where um, are we going to see her again? They introduced her. Yeah. Just makes me wonder. I don't know because more, you know, uh, I was gonna say Morgan, Negan. Mm -hmm. 
I think we will because she's been featured in a lot of like when they were doing all the publicity photos and everything, she's featured in all the photos with like with guys, Charles and uh, uh, Jelko Ivanic and everything like that. So I think she will play uh, another, you know what I mean? Like, and the gal who, um, when Maggie dropped her off at the bricks or whatever, the gal that got her, that's Nina. And I know she has a bigger part because she's another one that I was able to interview. And so I know she has a bigger part coming up. So I think we'll see um, more of Jenny as well. And hopefully we hear some more of her story because it was very vague what Megan told us. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you interviewed these people and can give us insight. That's amazing. At least to what I know they can't say very much, but at least you get (laughs) an idea of who we might see if they say you know, yeah. highlighted in some way. All right. So mm-hmm. I would love to know, we have a segment called and the award goes to and I would love to know uh, what was your favorite quote character or moment in this episode? I just think Negan and his Negan isms. <laughs> I just am glad to see they kept yes. that because it's you know, he's just so entertaining with these stupid things he says there. A lot of times they're just corny, but they're they lighten the mood. They they're so, yeah. I don't know, I just love them, you know, so I just think that he did such a great job in inserting those, you know, throughout the episode. And so I think, yeah, yes, I think it's I love Negan and his Neganisms. <laughs> yeah, what would it be without those? I was going to say, you know, it's funny, because there were so many things that I did enjoy uh, about this episode. And I tend to pick the emotional points. But um, I, I would say for me, when Maggie was fighting with the marshal and with her being her badass self. And I love seeing that when somebody can fight, I love it. So here's this man that is on you and choking you. And of course she tries to use her boot knife and that didn't work this time because he, he got his leg and put it on hers, (laughs) which kind of scares me. Just the idea of a man being, you know, able to overpower a woman, but um, she does eventually rip her something on her necklace off and is able to uh, swipe at him and get him off her. But when she does have the upper hand, I think she was about to bash his head in and she looks up at Negan and she stops herself. (laughs) And I thought, Oh, first I didn't think too much of it. But the second time I thought, Oh, it's what he said to you because he had mentioned that he has a family Mm -hmm. and daughters. So I thought, oh, yeah. this struck a chord with you, Maggie. So see, <laughs> we see her changing already, <laughs> being impacted already. <laughs> so um, that was that was a good moment, I thought. Oh, my gosh, this has been such a great conversation on the Walking Dead universe. Thank you for joining me in talking about this whole universe. Thank you for having me. I would love to move into our TV and movie recommendations and ask you if you have any TV or movies to recommend. Right now, I really, I was thinking, I haven't watched many movies lately. We've been really watching a lot of uh, just series and things. And so I've been watching Firefly Lane. I'm late to the show on that one because that's been out for a while. But I just, I like just started it not too long ago. Well, I guess maybe I started season two already. I don't remember. But anyway, I love it. I'm loving that on Netflix, uh, Firefly Lane. I just, it's yeah, I, I can't believe I haven't watched it before now, but I love it. Um, from, uh, have you watched that one? I think it's on. No, I think it's on Hulu. So it is. It kind of. I, I never watched Lost, but what I know of Lost, it kind of reminds me of the premise of that. 
and the guy, one of the guys from Lost is actually in it, oh. and it's a really good. Yeah, it's very good. It's kind of supernaturally and things, and I, I always hate saying too much. So I won't say much, but it's just people basically they when they're traveling they get stuck in this town and they can't get out. But there's all this other stuff that goes on, and so oh. it's it's very interesting, and it's in it it's in its second season. Um, and then the crowded room we started watching that on Apple oh. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that one, so the first three episodes were really good. The fourth one was kind of slow, but I mean, I'm going to go ahead and keep watching now. I'm this far in. <laughs> and then, um, oh, the bear season two comes out this week. So I'm excited. Did you watch the first season of that? I I didn't. No, I haven't. It it has such good reviews and everything, but it's no, I amazing. haven't watched it. And, and John Bernthal has a cameo in it. So oh, it's, yeah. So that was fun. He's yeah. So good. <laughs> I so know. Good. But it's, yeah, it's just, you know, this this restaurant and the chefs and all this kind of stuff. But it's yeah. very fast-paced. And the episodes are really short, but it's very good. It's one of those ones we just kept clicking next, next, next kind of thing. So when my uh, son first watched that, when it first came out, I think him and his girlfriend, they said, that's exhausting. Very <laughs> first couple of episodes. And so they liked it, but they said it's really exhausting. I'm like, I don't need an exhausting show. I think at the moment I thought that, right? But then now yeah. it's getting all this attention. Mm-hmm. So now it makes me want to watch it. But there's so much out there. I, know. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. There's so much. And I watch a lot, a lot yeah. of things. And so I watched Firefly Lane. I really enjoyed that. And I'm watching The Crowded Room and I it has been slow for me. So it's, it hasn't been my favorite. The only reason I'm hanging in is because of the actors in it. So yeah. it makes me want to, but it hasn't really sucked me in. I'm watching Succession because I didn't watch it originally and I just am only on season one. And my other son watched Manifest and has talked about that. So now all of a sudden I'm binging manifests. I'm, I'm on season two now. So I'm watching those two, even though I'm late to the party on both of those. <laughs> but the new thing that I watched is Extraction 2, which is on Netflix. I had seen the original. It's with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the first one. I couldn't remember everything that happened, but I just remember my feeling from that was that it was good. Mm-hmm. Watch this one. If anyone is okay with violence and action pack, <laughs> then you'll like this. I thought it was really good, but you have to be okay with violence because it's non-stop action. And there's this one scene that's 21 minutes long. It's a continuous shot. I don't know how they did it. It's so well done. And it's to be applauded. I love when they can do things like that. It almost made me feel like I was in a video game. Mm-hmm. And then after I said that, because I said it out loud to my husband as we were watching, I said, this, I feel like I'm in a video game. I had read just today because I went back to look look it up and it said someone else had that same, um, <laughs> you know, thought. So mm-hmm. um, if you like that, then check it out. He's a black ops mercenary and he's out to extract somebody else. So yeah, we enjoyed the first one a lot. So yeah, I was excited to see that that one had came out. So we'll, I will have to watch that. Yeah. So I would say it's in remembering what I remember in the first one, it's, it's the same. It's not like, Oh, it went mm-hmm. downhill or anything like that. So I would say, cause sometimes the second you just never know, but yeah. I think because it had been a success for Netflix, I think that they probably put mm-hmm. their money yeah. <laughs> back into the second one. So I thought it was good. Thank you, Renee, for joining me today. I, I can't even tell you how happy I am that you, uh, <laughs> that you joined me. 
Oh, I, I just have enjoyed it so much. <laughs> yes, I loved all your insight. And I love your recommendations, too. So I hope you will come back again. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in. And we hope something that we said today resonated with you gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration, please subscribe to our website, screensandfocus.com and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Next episode will be on Mayans MC season five. And you can check out my weekly Facebook lives on what to watch this week. You can find that all on my website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.